Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams. I am joined, as always, by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? Living life, man. Weather's good out here in Canada and ready to talk some UCLA football. And so you guys had a bye week this week, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, early second week bye week. Early bye week. So it's not like you guys maybe are fully like recovering on any injuries, but did you make the most of the the bye week? Do any anything exciting? Get to check out Canada at all, or is it just business yeah, as usual? Yeah, been spending you know some time downtown in the city. Went to the aquarium. Uh, celebrated Juneteenth in oh, Canada, yeah? which was mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just taking advantage of my time, the good weather out here, and seeing everything that Vancouver has to offer. Good deal, good deal, and yeah, and you know some other. Um, lives are being changed that you know a lot of guys coming out of college a lot of them getting their name called at the nba draft which is taking place right now as we're as we are recording this obviously this is a football podcast but i think it's definitely worth mentioning that um peyton watson the ucla forward uh just got drafted at the end of the very last pick of the first round and he will be playing for at least for now the denver nuggets he was uh, originally picked by the OKC Thunder, you know, and there's always trades, things are pending, but um, for now, it looks like he's going to be going to Denver. Um, so cool for him. Uh, some upside with him. You still got Johnny Juzang kind of hanging out there. Jules Bernard, um, their name should be called or, or they should be on some sort of team or roster um, by the time this podcast is up and available. So make sure you guys go ahead and check some of that out. And also don't forget Sam Conan. Um, does they does the believe in UCLA basketball podcast for the believe network as well. Make sure you guys are checking that out as well. Um, with that being said, Hey, let's jump into some football, Josh. Um, Luke Duncan um, has the potential to be, well, he will be uh, the next quarterback at UCLA. And uh, obviously they like his potential or they wouldn't have shown any interest in him. Obviously a few other teams were interested in Luke Duncan, but he decides on, UCLA very early in the process again um, but this recruiting class is starting to look nice and you know it's always it's kind of been something I've I I mentioned before it's like man you start getting some of these guys early and you wonder where they're where they're at maybe they're just trying to lock in a spot early or 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 what are you know sometimes I feel like it's too early but you never know things can happen things can change another quarterback can come along and maybe um, that shakes things up in the future but for now um, three-star quarterback Luke Duncan from Orina, California, a small town. I, I can't say I've heard of it in California before. I'm assuming that's up maybe Northern California, uh, but Miramonte High School, um, again, listed as a quarterback, 6'5", 195. And um, yeah, had offers from Cal, Pennsylvania, San Diego State, and San Jose State, and was recruited, obviously, as maybe he should be, Ryan Gunderson, the quarterback coach there at UCLA. Uh, what any, maybe you obviously you're busy with your season stuff. Maybe you haven't had a, um, a full opportunity to look at him, but you just kind of hear the size of a guy like that. Um, again, six, five, 195. And again, a guy 
um, from the state of California, right? Like that's maybe what you should UCLA should be doing is kind of looking in state a little bit and making the the most of the talent that's available in their backyard. Yeah, and I mean, probably smart kid looking at his other offers. I think quarterbacks is always yeah. interesting um, when it comes to commits and guys coming in mm-hmm. because. A lot of quarterbacks are looking to go to a school where they can potentially start three to yeah. four years without having to sit out that that much. So, I mean, with Dorian coming into his his final year of eligibility, and I mean, we're going to see him get drafted next year. You know, everything mm-hmm. goes according to plan. Yep. Then it's going to be it's going to be open tryouts again for UCLA football. So, mm-hmm. I mean, with, with Justin Martin there, you don't know if he takes over the reins, maybe you know, get some clean up minutes this season if mm-hmm. UCLA is blowing a team out. But quarterback, I'm saying it's always a position where as a coach, I know you want that depth. But as the player, I know they want to play. Um, not often do you get a leader and a guy like Trace Griffin um, who's okay in his role, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, we've seen in times where he's had to step in and he's played pretty phenomenal. Um Mm-hmm. Given, I know you can go on his page and see his accolades and stats right. and his, his ratings for when he did play. Um, but you're not always going to have a kid that wants to be that role in college, you know, in the NFL, yeah. it's it, it, in, or in well, CFL yeah. and stuff. It's, it's great to be the backup guy. And you got you know, a nice little check kind of coming in. Yeah, too, you're, right? you're getting a good quarterback pay and you don't really have to ever step in. And like that could be the best position ever for you is never yeah. having to play. But in college, um you're trying to build your own resume you're trying to get on the field as quickly as possible and quarterback is one of those positions where a lot of time it's it's a one guy for his duration you know yep. and other guys are backing him up and but there are always opportunities where it's going to be a random guy that the guy that was overlooked the guy that mm-hmm. you know worked worked his butt off to get to a starting role or potentially you know in one of those position battles no, that's so for me, that's that's like that's one of the fun things about the quarterback position and something I've kind of in a way been waiting for. And I thought maybe we we're going to get that with Chase Griffin uh, when DTR was hurt. And, you know, I was kind of seeing Chase Griffin do his thing when he had his opportunities. I guess it's been two years now. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, are we going to come back with DTR healthy? And then we're going to have a little bit of a quarterback competition. What's the deal there? Obviously, DTR was still locked in, but. You know, I just think it's interesting, too, because even when we thought Chase Griffin, based on the stuff he was able to do when he had the opportunity, was going to be locked in at number two, you have Ethan Garbers come in um, from uh, Washington and was that in, in interconference transfer, was able to get over that hurdle of, of that one-year transfer role. They were able to waive that. He was able to get in. He did get some time and, and did play and, and did well. And Chip Kelly speaks highly of him. Again, I thought for quite some time now that DTR wasn't coming back. You know, there was the whole thing about Dylan Gabriel maybe coming in. He committed for for a quick cup of coffee, but decided to go elsewhere. Um, and then you're starting to think Garbers is going to be that guy. You know, Garbers got some time last year. We think he's going to give it a go. And all of a sudden, DTR is back. Again, I don't think too many people are complaining about that because now you have one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the conference. Um, you in probably do. And in the country too, obviously, with just being a fifth year starter at this point. Yeah. But um, it should, I, it just always kind of makes me wonder like, how do you convince a guy to commit to your program um, when you do have, con- like, there's so many guys ahead of you that are, um, you know, that, that have gotten some sort of playing time that can exactly. kind of fill that void. 
um, if, if their number's called upon because they've been there. And I've seen guys like um, Halloween who left after about a year and transferred to Grambling. You had um, Chase Artopius was another one. It's probably like one or two other quarterbacks that I'm blanking on at the moment. Parker McQuarrie is another one. Like, and like I think Parker McQuarrie was like a four four star quarterback, but yeah, I you can't blame him just because there's no there's no it it doesn't look like a clear picture for you to get in the in get an opportunity in there because I think you still get another uh, year of eligibility out of Chase Griffin last year next year. You know Garbers is going to be in the mix next year. So there's going to be guys there, but I mean, they still have to do their due diligence at the same time and recruit that position and kind of keep filling in that quarterback room, especially as guys kind of filter out and they try to look for opportunities where they can play right away. So the quarterback position will continue to be um, at least, you know, for this season locked down by DTR. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I think it's foolish for people to, to ignore the, to, to think that there won't be opportunities for other quarterbacks to play because DTR has not been able to play a full season healthy. And I think maybe that's just his play style or how hard he's playing or, or, or what, but obviously he's more of a mobile quarterback. Um, and, you know, in past seasons, you have guys like Kayvon Thibodeau chasing you down and, and, and uh, the tackle in late uh, during that final drive against Oregon uh, this past season against uh, Thibodeau kind of bumped DTR out of the game. So it's kind of like, you know, DTR is gonna hasn't shown he could play a full schedule, and that's not a knock on him. It's just that's just comes the, with the football. talent of yeah, it's football and the mm-hmm. talent of the conference and the the duration of the season and, and then yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So so we'll see. Again, it looks like uh, they got a new quarterback for the future here in Luke Duncan. Again, a three star quarterback um, from Miramonte High School. Um, so yeah, so just moving on from there, he won't. Uh, he's not coming in until. Uh, the, for the he's coming in for the class of 2023, but there are going to be some new faces um, that we've maybe have briefly mentioned on Twitter and stuff before. But uh, they have now made their arrival on campus and have moved in. Um, and the first one that I see here is grad transfer from Harvard, and that's defensive lineman Jacob Sykes. He's going to be coming in and can have an impact right away. I mean, they already got the twins. Um, that transferred in from North Texas, if I'm not mistaken. And it looks like mm-hmm. they're going to have an opportunity to play on that defensive line. But Hey, uh, you're, when you're losing guys like Otito and, exactly. and, and whatnot, you, you got to, and also the year before that, you got to try and fill that defensive line. So hopefully uh, Jacob Sykes is the next guy for that defensive line. And just mentioning these guys here, we'll talk more in depth about them as we learn more about them and get to the chance to talk to these guys uh, during the, uh, summer and fall camp uh, Jalen is it Jalen Jeffers I believe is that a guy that you were familiar with I think he's from Oregon right he's transferring in from Oregon he was the offensive lineman from Scottsdale Arizona were you familiar with him when we kind of talked about it before or was that just from you taking a peek at some of these guys that he was from Oregon yeah just taking a peek and just noticing okay. like the, the in trend the in conference transfers mm-hmm. I mean which are usually you know more rare I'd say where they are super rare, yeah. From mm-hmm. Pac-12 teams, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of not frowned upon, but it was it was just difficult because you had to sit out a year. Like I mentioned with yeah. Garbers, you so, had to yeah. sit out a year, but they they kind of loosened up that whole thing once this transfer portal and everything else. They actually loosened up on that a little bit. Like thankfully. I've only seen I've only seen a few guys do it. Uh, Jack Jones going from SC to Arizona State, mm-hmm. but he was kind of dropped. And then Caleb Wilson transferring from SC to UCLA, but he was a walk-on at USC and 
was offered a scholarship UCLA. So mm-hmm. that's an upgrade for him, you know? Yeah. So that wasn't, I mean, it, it was strange at the time because nobody had ever, I feel like ever really done what Caleb did, but mm-hmm. it worked out for UCLA football. Uh, it worked out for UCLA it football. It worked out for him. Uh, another name, Liam uh, Douglas, who's from Topanga, California, an offensive lineman. I believe you said he was at USC. Yeah, right? and he did what Caleb Wilson did. Oh, I don't know if he's on scholarship there or whatnot, yeah. but uh, going from SC to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Staying in state, loves his California. He looks like he has a mullet in this graphic that I see on the UCLA um, Twitter account, but I think there's just a palm tree behind him. But he looks like he's giving me this yeah, mullet. You got me this mullet. Old lineman with a mullet. I, I'm not getting in the way of, uh, of an, offensive, an offensive lineman with a mullet. Wasn't there someone on the team who had a mullet? Was that Tyler Manoa? Didn't someone have a mullet? I feel like he just has long hair. He just has uh, like long hair. But great, great hair. Sean Ryan had great hair. Sean Ryan and uh, Greg, big Greg had gray hair. And we see where both of them ended up. So. And we, yeah, right. Uh, another one is, uh, is it Raekwon O'Neal? No relation to Shaq or Sharif, but um, an offensive lineman from Conway, South Carolina. And I believe he's made his way over from Rutgers and Rutgers is, is you know, he played, that would have mean he played probably for Greg Schiano, if I'm not mistaken, but um, making his way over to UCLA. I believe this was someone that um, I remember some Bruins fans being pretty excited about uh, just because when you lose a Sean Ryan, you lose um, some of I'm, I'm blanking on names. I'm trying Alec to, Anderson. Alec Anderson, who went to the Bills, and even um, Paul Gratton, who was a grad transfer as well. You need some guys to help replenish that offensive line. And uh, obviously, you know, when you lose, when you lose your coach there um, for off- offensive line, you, you have a new coach there that they brought in, but you also need some new bodies and some new faces. And uh, just looking at the graphic, uh, Raekwon looks like a, a dude who would, would do wonders for DTR. And I think DTR is more than happy to have him um, available. Another one who I kind of don't remember hearing a whole lot about. Um, I'm not sure when he made his commitment, but San Juan, Capistrano is where he's listed as being from. He's a receiver, Ryan Cragen. Not too familiar with him or where he's come from. Let's take a, Oh, he's from Penn. This is the one you were saying is from yeah. Penn. Um, that's an Ivy League school? Yes. He's an Ivy League school, so a smart guy there. And um, like I said, just mentioning some of the names here, we'll learn more about these guys as time goes on. And, um, you know, just kind of hearing uh, more of their stories and where they're coming from, that's – one of the things I like about the grad transfers is you just kind of look at their initial story of, oh, what school are they from? Maybe you kind of try to evaluate why maybe they decide to make a move. And that's usually some of the first questions they're asked when they do get a chance to talk to the media. But then you really mm-hmm. can deep dive into some of their story a little bit later in the season. And then you find out maybe maybe there's a whole other um, layer to their story that we don't get initially. So I'm looking forward to learning a lot about those guys. And um you know, seeing how, how much they can contribute right away, because that's kind of what you come in for right away. Right. As a grad grad transfer, you're kind of yeah, coming in yeah. to, to make an impact right away. So, yeah. So, so we'll see, but um, I, I believe we also had some, some other guys that were honored. We did talk about um, Zach Charbonnet getting um, named the four team. Um, all he was named to the four team. For All-American four team for Phil Steele, who I mentioned is 
um, a, a pretty solid source, especially for, for preseason stuff when it comes to college football. Um, I don't know if you have that list in front of you, Josh. If not, that is... I have the all-conference yeah, list yeah. right here. From Phil Steele, right? That graphic From Phil there. Steele. Yeah, you want to go ahead and just yeah. list some of those guys off? So, for first team running back, we have Zach Charbonnet. Um, no surprise there, right? Yeah, if he's All-American, you got to be top of the conference. Mm -hmm. Also, at first team, we got Jake Bobo at receiver. Mm -hmm. Who transferred in also from Duke. On, yeah, also at first team, we got Kaz Allen at, for a kick returner. For a kick return. Mm -hmm. Well, he'll be a weapon this year mm -hmm. in every – anytime he touches the ball. I mean, if he has games like he did against USC, I think uh, UCLA will be in good shape because uh, USC is not forgetting what Kazmir Allen did disrespectfully they put Dorian thompson robinson at third team quarterback i you know what at this point i'm convinced dtr is just tired of it like he probably there's just i again i i was I part of the i part i was part of the voting last year i don't remember where i voted him for preseason but he was like third team all pac 12 by the media and and i know that like, he had to be sick about that like, i don't understand the disrespect of in conference unless it's yeah. just salty people at for other mm -hmm. schools but like if the guy is getting recognized nationally, clearly he's one of the top guys in our conference. Yeah. And I don't think there's many guys. I'm saying, like, I don't think there's many mm -hmm. guys better than him in the conference, let alone the country. So I think he will finish higher than third team. Real quick, though, um, be before you continue, I think, too, like, one of the things that fans, UCLA fans should remember, and I mean, it's not like you can explain this to Dorian because I think any of this kind of stuff would just motivate him to to want to do better and be better. But just without looking at the full list from Phil Still, I've seen it with some of the other like different All-American stuff. They look at Caleb Williams, who came in from Oklahoma and being there with Lincoln Riley. Oh, first team, second team in conference. And then you have um, the Utah quarterback. I'm blanking on his name at the moment, but um He's obviously coming in and, you know, he led them to the Pac-12 championship game last year. Um, I don't know why I can't remember his name at the moment. But, yeah, the U with, between the Utah quarterback and with um, the hype that is with Caleb Williams, and I'm not saying the hype isn't deserved, but, again, we talked about it. DTR is, is in his fifth year and, and the most experienced guy in the conference at the position, and he's still only getting 13. That's crazy. In the words of DTR. Don't be a fan later. Mm -hmm. Along in third team, uh, Ali Cajo for third team linebacker. Um, he's Alabama healthy, transfer, I believe. Yeah. I, I believe he can do it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a large group of fourth, fourth team guys. Mm -hmm. Michael Ziki for fourth team tight end. I think this would be a breakout year for him. Finally, I think he'll mm -hmm. be the premier tight end. He finally gets um, his chance, yeah. In that, in that line mm -hmm. that has gone on to the NFL. Uh, fourth team O-line, John Gaines, second. One of the smartest O-linemen I've witnessed um, mm -hmm. come through UCLA. Gary Smith, uh, fourth team D-lineman. Is he a transfer? Yeah, I believe that's the Duke guy that I was talking about that, that also transferred in, if I'm not mistaken. But Gary Smith, uh, yeah, the defensive lineman, I believe. He, he's the other guy from Duke. Um, and there's some high expectations, yeah, for him. And so, again, just, you know, you got Gary Smith. Talk about Raekwon O'Neal earlier being a defensive lineman. No, is he the defensive lineman? If I don't, uh, the the defensive line is pretty stacked just with transfers and experienced guys coming in. So just that alone, 
it's looking a little promising, I would think, just for for that defensive line. J- uh, Jacob Sykes, excuse me, not Raekwon O'Neal, but Gary Smith uh, and Jacob Sykes among those transfers coming in for that defensive line. Or team Darius Musau. How you say his, his last name? I think it's Musau. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't really had a chance to speak with him a whole lot either. So. The name. What's your name, bro? That's that's my that's my fault. <laughs> Just use it as motiv- motivation, right? Hey, I got a degree from the same place you're trying to get a degree from. <laughs> Fourth team at linebacker, even though I've 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 heard the hype that he's mm-hmm. top five linebackers in the country. Oh well, so yeah, we'll talk about it. In the yeah. country, we'll talk about it a little bit. That could be mm-hmm. first team all league. Um, Devin Kirkwood, four team at corner, and Jack Lander the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 long snapper. Um, so again, some guys that just stand out to me on that list were, were two of those last three names that you mentioned there. Right. So Devin Kirkwood is a guy he's, you know, he's kind of getting the keys to the car here a little bit. Um, he's in that line of court, the cornerbacks where, um, you know, there was experienced guys that are still there. He had a Quentin Lake, uh, Obi Ebo, Quantrez Knight, on and on and on I can go with some of the defensive backs that were ahead of him um again and he still managed to play as a true freshman I think they give him the keys to the car and I think um I'm not surprised if he maybe finishes a little bit further ahead and again this just Phil Steele's All-American team um there will be several other All-American teams that come along but again I just I just think this makes for a good conversation piece of just kind of uh, again who who where people think they're at right now and where they can be I think Devin Kirkwood can very easily be a second team, third team guy uh, by the end Mm -hmm. of the season. And again, going back to just Darius real quick, I'm just gonna call him Darius until I actually hear him say his last name and get that figured out. But the linebacker um, I've seen him be talked about is that, yeah, a guy who's um, has all the potential to be a top five linebacker in the country. I believe he led Hawaii in tackles um, this year or the year before, but he was like a top two or three guy for Hawaii last year. Um, and just a stud. I think that's going to be maybe one of the biggest impact players um, from the transfer class this year. Obviously, I, I don't think that's any surprise. Um, I'm not sure if he's supposed to have some, if he's going to have the the same impact, and it would be even hard to compare one. They're on different sides of the ball, but you can't just say he's going to be next year's Zach Charbonnet, but I think <laughs> ideally if he, he has if, that, he, can, he if, potentially can do that. If he us. could be, if he could be that guy, I think Darius can very easily be a second, first or second team Pac-12 linebacker, without a doubt. Um, is there any any of the guys that you were familiar with that you've seen, whether it's just Kaz or maybe, again, DTR um, or John, that that stand out to you? Or maybe I think John should easily maybe be a little bit higher on this. I think he played every position on the offensive line last year, including center, if I'm not mistaken. At least over the last I two think, years, he's played every position. Yeah, I think a guy like him is going to be kind of overlooked because he's a plug-and-play guy mm-hmm. and, like, the – the impact that he has on the team might not, yeah. um, you know, be that evident, but that's, this is mm-hmm. a guy that I guarantee is coaching guys on the sideline oh. running, you know, film meetings and, you know, all that other type of stuff to help other guys come along. Mm-hmm. So the impact I believe and his leadership off the field is probably even just as good as his play on the field. So a guy like that, um, you can't help but root for. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, what do you think about Casimir Allen? We may have talked about him in the past a little bit, but uh, there's kind of been some some guessing on on who the kick returner will be, who who they're going to get to kind of replace um, Kyle Phillips at, as one of those main returners that they've had in previous years. Um, I think it's 
it would, it's not a surprise that Kaz Allen would be um, someone who can, can return the ball for him, but uh, just tell me a little bit about Kaz Allen, what you know about him and, and what you think the expectations are for him in, in as an upperclassman now. I mean, without a doubt, Kaz is a, is a weapon. And I mm-hmm. think the biggest thing for him is getting the ball in his hands and using his speed. He's a, I mean, a gadget yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I think when he first got there, it was tough for him to kind of figure out his role because they were trying to use him as a running back so much. But yeah, he is what Deant was at Oregon. He has that mm-hmm. ability of that, that breakaway speed. Um, I just think using him is the, you know, the easiest way you can get the ball in his hands is how he's going to be the most effective. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, kick return, punt return, without a doubt, he has to do that. Um, but Salat, sometimes at running back, mm-hmm. you know, just using him in every type of way, I think he he will be um, a go-to guy in the offense where, I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be heavy runs, you know, Charbonnet mm-hmm. and whoever ends up being his backup. Yep. And then, Jake Bobo might be the possession guy, but I think Kaz needs mm-hmm. to be a, a good a good dose of Kaz every game for the offense to be efficient. I think that's you're absolutely right about that. I think Kaz will be maybe listed as like a receiver or running back, but I think he's going to be doing everything. You might as well just label him like a utility guy because they're going to find a way to give him the ball, like you said, right? No matter what he's listed as. Um, and again, I think he's another guy who could probably finish as a, a third team or a second team guy. Um, as an offense or or even like a Kyle Phillips be a um, like a first team guy, second team guy for offense, but then also a first team, second team guy for special teams. Um, Kyle Phillips was one of the guys who was able to do that. I think Kaz Allen has the opportunity to do that again. They just have him down as first team kick returner here, but I think just for what he does. That's, um, yeah. That's limiting. Yeah. And yeah. then coming from me, a guy who's had to guard yeah. him at practice. Yeah. You witness, saw him every day. <laughs> yeah. Witness that speed that right. he has. Um, yeah, he, he has the ability. And I know now he has mm-hmm. the IQ and the experience to um, outdo everything he's done prior. And as we kind of wrap things up here, we kind of mentioned it there a little bit, but with Michael Azike, he, he it's always an interesting case. Obviously, the name's always going to stick out to me because he went to Colony High School. Um, so mm-hmm. he, he was someone that I was familiar with just from high school. Um, but then I think even last year, he maybe had like five targets or something and only caught like one of the balls. Like he, they really didn't throw it to him a lot. And he was mainly only in to help with, with the blocking on offense. And it was just an extra man, um, especially when maybe Greg's getting a breather or just, you know, if, if it's an obvious run play, they want to have a, a, another guy in there. So Michael ZK was doing that. Is there any pressure when you, I mean, maybe, maybe you had some of this at linebacker, right. But for, when you become the guy when you become the guy but you know the last three guys ahead of you and i they might have all been in the room at one point greg um i'm blanking on names help me out devin Uh, devin caleb wilson and caleb and i feel like there's one more no it was caleb devin greg and even jordan michael even jordan wilson and then jordan wilson but like you know the guys in front of you all were successful like is there pressure there? I mean, part of me is like, why, why did Chip not give him the ball more? Like, why not take advantage of having two tight ends? I don't know. So first thing, yes, I understand that pressure. I had a similar mm-hmm. situation coming into UCLA as LBU where I watched Anthony Barr. I watched mm-hmm. Eric Kendricks. I watched Miles Jack. I watched Jayon Brown. I watched Kenny Young. 
and I was that next in line guy. Yep. And I understand what it feels like, the pressure, the scrutiny that the uh, if it, if the defense doesn't continue, the linebackers don't continue on this, mm-hmm. then you are to blame. And I right, I was gonna from, say it becomes your fault. From, <laughs> I felt it from I felt the pressure from the coaches. I felt the pressure from the media uh, mm-hmm. and and the fans. I mean, it's a when you come from a prestigious line of guys, you're expected to beat right. that next guy. So um, it is tough, but it, I mean, it's what you want, though. You know. Mm-hmm you want to be mentioned along the lines of the other guys. So that was the first thing. Yeah, there's pressure for, for mm-hmm. him, but he should love it. He, this is time to be the guy. I mean, as an offensive player, especially, you want to be the hot boy that right. is getting all the targets. So mm-hmm. if he can, you know, be uh, another big factor for the offense, it's only going to benefit the team and himself. And the second thing I was going to get on, you were saying about, how he only got targeted so many times. Mm-hmm. Like I've said before, when it comes to Chip Kelly, it's trust. He's not going to um, put players in positions that he can't trust them to be in. Mm-hmm. And you have to earn that day in and day out at practice. Right. So, I mean, I don't, when, when I was there, I don't believe he was getting any really reps at tight end, but I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but him being, I think he was hurt a little bit too. I think maybe like he did have some. I mean, some he had you some know, like some injuries, switch positions, strings, from receiver. Like things. Mm-hmm. He had, I feel like he has growing pains and figuring yeah. out coming from high school to college. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be a receiver. I think he was like on that so much. But then I don't know. Coach finally got him to be like, yeah, you can be. <laughs> oh, you can be such a mismatch at tight end. Like if you just, and I think. Last year, I think he like bought into it. So I think with this entire offseason, him stepping up to be a guy, that's a guy that can that can block who that can you can move him out to a slot, mm-hmm. mismatch versus a linebacker, mismatch versus a, a DB. Um, so if he mentally all figures that out and gets the, you know, the the IQ and the wisdom and the maturity mm-hmm. for that, he's going to be elite. Because phys- physically, oh, like he's I a said, big boy. A, yeah. Big, strong, fast, mm-hmm. athletic, plays hard. Um, yeah, he can do all those things. So I think if he just figures out and taps in, like this is his, I think he will be the offensive breakout player of the year Yep. for potentially the whole Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kaz already, I think Kaz last year was his breakout yeah. along with Charbonnet being the transfer. But like as far mm-hmm. as homegrown UCLA uh, guys, I think, He's that he has the opportunity now. to be the next the next guy. And I, I think the exciting thing about it is, too, is, again, he does have that big body and that big frame on him. And, and I think, again, especially maybe early on, like teams are going to know, okay, this is the tight end and we know how big he is. But, like, how are they going to use him? How is he going to fit in? And, like, he's going to have opportunities where maybe he's not uh, maybe a focal point in, in opposing team's game plans, right? But maybe as it goes along – you know, it, <laughs> they'll start putting them on notice. Again, I remember uh, there was at least once or twice where they were throwing the ball during practice our way over by the media. And, and you just see this big boy like <laughs> coming by and he's catching the ball and you're just getting out the way. And you're like, that's the second tight end. Like he's, he's behind Greg and that dude is big and he could very easily, like he has the you body. Type get to it. Be it. He can go and get it. And the thing is too, I think, what 
will be most important is for him to have the confidence. And I think what will come along for him this season is to have the confidence and know that, Hey, you're the guy like there's right now, there's no one else in front of you on the depth chart for tight end. There's no Greg, there's no Devin. It's you like, you know, and I'm sure they're working on him with things like that. And he's going to be able to get more reps with DTR, for example. Um, But I think just being able to get more reps and know you're the guy, this plays or this package or whatever is, is for you, right? You did a whole lot of blocking for us last year. Um, we know what you can bring to the table as a blocker, especially when we have a guy like Charbonnet in the backfield, but we're going to want to get you the ball too, whether you like it or not, because every other tight end before you was getting the ball and putting up numbers. Now, it's not that he has to put up numbers, um, but he, when the ball is thrown his way, catch yeah, in, the ball. <laughs> in Chip Kelly's offense, the tight end mm-hmm. is is important. So, yeah. um like I said, the more consistent he is, the more mm-hmm. Chip will feed him. Um, and we've we've seen that. And mm-hmm. since the time Chip has came on, how important those tight ends have been and how much they get the ball. So is his time. It is his time. But again, too, I think it it would be at least silly for me not to mention that there were two tight ends that they had in this last draft, uh, not draft class, but last recruiting class. They picked up two four-star tight ends, one of them being Jack Peterson um, from Vista Marietta. Uh, the other one, I, be, I believe, was Ryan Carson, who is from the state of Utah. Um, so, so they. Got I don't some... know if he's going to play tight end or he's going to play uh, DN. Maybe. That's the, that's, yeah, that's the one he could play both, right? Potentially. Maybe. Yeah. May. Maybe he probably played both. I'm not too sure about that. I just remember lo- looking at two tight end, two four star tight ends. At least that's what he was listed as. But again, wouldn't put it um, past Chip Kelly to switch a guy over, right? And I would be curious to see how that works out. Again, both those guys are in the same recruiting class. So maybe use both of them. Maybe one of them moves over to defense. But I mean, um, I mean, there will have times where there's three titans on the field. So oh, yeah, expect, without a doubt. Expect all of them to play. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. it's big, it's big Mike's right now. Oh, he's also, yeah. but the, you forget last year, Mike Martinez was hurt too. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that's Mike a, Martinez. Yes, a, yes. He's yeah, another big boy I, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still believe that it's Mike Zeke's room and it, it's time. Yeah. It's his time to shine, mm-hmm. and hopefully he leads that group again. It's great to have that much depth and talent in a room. Yeah, but when it's your time to be the guy, then mm-hmm. you got to lead the way. Yeah, definitely got to lead the way. Um, and again, and we'll we'll see how things shake out as uh, we kind of wrap things up here. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, talking all things. Uh, UCLA football here. Uh, remember to search Believe in UCLA Football uh, for the latest podcast to find out where you can subscribe, like, and um, give us a favorite on all your favorite um, podcasts and audio platforms. So make sure you guys do find that link. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. We'll have our handles down in the description for this podcast. Make sure you go ahead and follow us. Leave us a comment. Uh, let us know what you want to hear from us next. Um, Josh will be having a um having his next game pretty early in the week so uh, i'll probably be asking and reaching out to you guys on twitter for questions and we may just do uh, a q a thing as we're still kind of waiting for the fall summer camp here to to kind of kind of come into play here so unless something big kind of happens uh, with the football team someone comes in a big recruit or something like that uh, maybe we'll just do some q a next week if, if if josh is down with that but um, yeah, so make sure you guys go ahead and uh, check us out, as I mentioned, on Twitter 
will be in the description for the podcast. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. And again, we hope to see you guys soon. Anything for the people at home, Josh, or you ready to head on out? Hey, keep supporting. I mean, spread it, repost us, mm-hmm. share us, do all those things, rate it. Um, we thank you and we appreciate all you guys. Yep. Thank you guys so much again. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.